0: Welcome to the Slam Radio podcast, featuring the Dono and Frito Show.
1: Yes, oh, it is, it is the Dono and Frito Show here on Sirius XM Slam Radio, channel one forty-five. Alex Dono going to be flying solo for a little bit. All right, Frito, he's going to join at some point. He had to go in this morning, from what I understand. This is what I'm told, and I am piecing this together based on. What Frito told me and what mutual friends have told me. So Frito had to go in and get some emergency dental work this morning, okay? And, you know, very long wait. I guess a lot of people are getting dental work done these days. Here's my understanding of what happened. As you may know this about Josh Friedman, because we've talked about this many times on the show, um, he likes his steak well done, very well done. I'm a medium rare man myself, okay? There are even times, you know, depending on what sort of cut I'm eating, where I will go full red, like still mooing, barely cooked, tartare, that whole thing. But Frito, uh, he, he likes his steak at shoe leather level, Okay. And he decided to uh, to take his, his lovely wife for some outdoor dining last night. They they went to a nice steak joint, you know, socially distanced, outdoors, the mass on, the whole nine, very safe, very careful. The only thing not careful about that evening was Frito gets the New York strip cooked extra. Okay, he tells the maitre d', he tells the waiter, not only do I want ketchup on this, he said, but... I want you to cook this well done by your standards, well done. And then after you've hit your standard of well done, I want you to leave it on the grill for another six or seven minutes. And that will be the Frito well done slathered in ketchup. Okay. And unfortunately when he bit into this masterpiece that was, you know, it it was fossilized by the time it was done cooking, when he bit into it, did a number on the old crowns. Okay. Did a number on the fillings, the crown, something snapped off the tooth. It was a whole fiasco, emergency dental work being done this morning. So he he is going to let us know. Frito is a, is a game time decision today. He's not with us for the start of the show, but we are on for two hours. In a two-hour show, I would imagine at some point, because he's been in the waiting room since 1045-11 uh, this morning, at some point he's going to get the crown replaced. You know, The dentist is going to tell him, Mr. Friedman, maybe next time, Order it medium well and and don't, you know, don't force them to leave it on the grill an extra seven minutes and and you'll be able to, you'll be able to chew like a normal human being next time around. So he is going to join us at some point. I see we've got the Amigo, Frank the Tank, Brianna on the other side of the glass. So we're into good things. And I'm excited today, all right? I know that this is still pandemic pending. Because there are, you know, we need the case numbers to keep going down, the infection rates, all that good stuff. When you're talking about college football, all right, when you're talking about college football becoming a reality a little more than a month from now, we need to make sure that we keep curbing COVID, you know, the way we hopefully are at this point. And, and obviously, this, uh, this pandemic has really kicked us in the butt. Yeah, I've seen some positive percentages the last couple of days when it comes to infection rates and all that stuff the ACC, my beloved ACC this morning, released their full schedules. And I'm looking at the University of Miami. I'm looking at what's on tap for this coming season. Remember, we have the 10-game conference schedule plus one non-conference game. And the non-conference game, it's a beauty. We, we open up September 10th against UAB, the powerhouse of uh, Alabama. That's University of Alabama. Birmingham, UAB coming up on opening weekend. They're on in September Alabama, 10th. so
2: whatever. It is what it is.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, they're they're very nearby. Uh, the University of Alabama's this club, I mean, Birmingham. It's a it's a hop, skip, and a jump away. So Miami opens up against UAB on September 10th. That's going to be a Thursday night. So I think Miami is actually going to be the first ACC team that plays this coming year because they open up on a Thursday night when most teams are opening on Saturday, September 12th. And then Miami is going and remember no fans at any of these games. Well, actually, you know what, that, that may not be for certain. Maybe some of these stadiums might try to allow a certain number of fans, but don't expect a whole lot there. Uh, September 19th, which is my birthday. Happy birthday to me. They'll play at Louisville, September 26th, hosting Florida state at hard rock stadium, October 3rd, Miami has the bye week October 10th. Mr. Million, this is the big one, October 10th, a game that wasn't even supposed to be on the schedule. But, you know, you you reshuffle the deck and Miami has to play on the road at Clemson Clemson in Death Valley, even if there's no fans there or 15,000 fans there, however many people they might allow into the building, that's going to be a tough one. And by the way, as of
2: five minutes ago, uh, the coaches poll, the preseason poll, top 25 came out. Now the number one ranked Clemson. Tigers oh they're number one they're number one they're right Ohio State two Bama three Georgia four and rounding out the top five LSU the Gators eight Um, Hmm. no other Florida teams on here oh I'm sorry I forgot UCF for some reason snuck in to that oh UCF
1: snuck in well I mean who do they play this year (laughs) is Conference USA even having a season I think they are right yeah Uh,
2: they are but it's like imagine if their if their schedules were soft before um, whatever Okay, Miami's not ranked. That's fine,
1: Uh, amigo. Here's a situation I'm envisioning for UCF. All right, a a week from now, Conference USA comes out and says, "Hey, you know, listen for for an abundance of caution, we have decided there's not going to be any CUSA football this year." And then somehow, in four months, UCF, without playing a game, will find a way to claim a national title, or maybe they'll play. If
2: anyone can do it, they've got the help of Disney World, where they live in La La Land all the time. (laughs) Um, Yeah, absolutely. Did you hear the story about the lady, the grandmother, got arrested for having CBD oil, which is federally legal and does not contain THC? No, I didn't hear that. Oh, yeah, they arrested her. She's getting sued for like, they're getting sued for like $12 million. Uh, Walt Disney World, yeah. Where dreams can happen, well, not apparently, because uh, you know how that's,
1: that works. That's crazy. Like I, I take that CBD oil. Like this is, and again, the, the CBD oil—it's oil. it's not psychoactive. It's not there. There's no THC in it. No. I mean, it comes from it comes from the hemp plant, which is like a cousin of marijuana. Like I, I take CBD oil because a couple of years ago I had really bad like neck pain, and that CBD—it's like a magic potion. The CBD, like I take this CBD very well. oil. I mean, it's ridiculous. My neck barely bothers me after I started taking the CBD oil. And so I carry that stuff around with you. You're telling me if I was at Disney World and I had my my CBD capsules with me, I could have been arrested.
2: Yes. Well, that's that's how they discovered it on her in her purse. You know how they searched the purse? They searched the purse. They found the oil. They arrested her. A felony arrest.
1: Oh, my God.
2: Oh, yeah. She says it was the most embarrassing day of her life. She asked for a doctor. They said no. She puked everywhere. She yeah I know it was a complete embarrassment and yet not just Walt Disney World but the the sheriff's office everybody stuck to it and then they tested it and realized it didn't have any THC.
1: That is ridiculous.
2: Yeah, sorry I didn't mean the sidebar here, but I just
1: (laughs) no. Honestly, that's an important sidebar because
2: Orlando and La 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 Land goes hand in hand.
1: It shows a ton of ignorance on the part of the police there, a ton of ignorance, and it also goes to show you like. That can happen to anybody because like, like personally, I'm, I, I, I don't, I don't really do anything that's illegal, even though I think some of these things that are illegal should not be illegal, but I do take that CBD oil. Because it helps my neck and my back pain. And so, if I am to understand this woman gets arrested for having CBD oil, that could have happened to me. Like mm-hmm. that, that could have been me. And can you imagine my ugly bearded mug in the news? And that everyone, oh, who, who is Horrible. this, you know, Miami radio wannabe who gets arrested for bringing drugs into Disney World? Like, man, that could have been me if it happened to this lady.
2: If it happens to me, then Zazzle would have made him make his jokes again. Whatever.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I got to ask you, has he, because uh, you, you got, a little, a, got a little payback, you got a little payback Super Bowl weekend. Has, has he muttered a word? Never
2: since then? again. He's never made the, uh, those, uh, those amigos promotions envelope joke again. Never again. It was nipped in the bud and then some. I love it. Good
1: for it. you, man.
2: Sorry, I didn't take care. I'm going to, I <laughs> found it interesting as I woke up this morning, I said, oh, gosh, I'm going to be. Running the board and pseudo producing Alex Dono's show, when 15 years ago it was completely the other way around. Very That's interesting right. how radio works. <laughs> that huh? is so
1: funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that, that, that is so funny. And you know what? Uh, it, it's just as beautiful as it was 15 years ago. I, I love working with you,
2: man. You're you're a very funny individual, man. We we have some very funny <laughs> funny memories, and you certainly made uh, you made the amigo. I don't want to say larger than life, but larger than five foot eight character. So, you know, that's I mean, always been fun to, to live under that shadow. People will f- periodically, man, I remember them songs they used to do about you. I'm like, oh my God, I don't believe this thing doesn't die yet. It's just crazy. And then I know got the, someone over here who wants to resuscitate that, by the way.
1: Yeah, no. And 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 if he wants any collaboration, Frank, oh, he does. Tank, I'm, I'm more than happy to oh, help he out. Does. The, I know you have a lot of content. Is, I, I just think, you know, how much has changed since... We were doing that show late nights 15 years ago and you know so we, we talk about the quote-unquote safe harbor you know a lot of times we were on 10 p.m to midnight sometimes we're on midnight to 2 a.m but every time like i've gone back and uh, and a lot of them have been like on the various reunion shows we've had or, or all the segments that renan has sent me over the years i listened to some of the stuff some of the jokes that we were making and some of the fun we were having on that show 15 years ago I don't think you, and I don't mean this as an insult, I thought it was amazing what we were doing. I, I think this is more a commentary on how soft society has gotten. We couldn't do a lot of that stuff today. Like a lot of the stuff that we were joking about and the bits we were doing back then, I think you could only do that on satellite radio or on a podcast today.
2: We would get cringed at if we did it here. And we could yeah. do it. And every once in a while, I slip a bad word here and there. I don't mean any harm by it. Yeah. Um. But certainly we were in a place sometimes... That was oh gosh we would get almost the office uncomfortable with some of the things we would say we'd be like oh my god did <laughs> you just say that and and yeah. I feel that little that twitch in my neck and it was like oh my god and I go back and hear the sound and I said did we really do that <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh that poor chair and that poor girl who used to do oh. the uh, the updates I don't say her name you're allowed to I'm not saying her name I don't want her saying that I talked about her God knows she'll be on my butt for saying something give me
1: the wipe please what is, what is she doing these days? I, I, I have, have no I, idea
2: what good old DS is doing. Uh, no idea.
1: I mean, she she must be like completely out of like the radio and TV business, right? Because I feel like if she was still in it, I would see her all over social media. We would, know it. We would know it every 12 seconds, yeah. Because cause she, she was, um, she was a, a very active self-promoter. Like when it came to Twitter, Facebook posts and stuff, whenever she was doing things on radio or TV – even though I may not necessarily follow her on those platforms, I feel like her tweets would show. Like they would. I would find a way to see them if she was still active in this business in some way, shape, or form. So I'm. I'm I, yeah, I got the impression.
2: Just, uh, I get the impression that. Uh, <laughs> I don't think she's doing anything. I, that, I would think if she were, we would know it. I yeah. think she was years ahead of her time, literally, with the whole self promotion thing. Because today, I, I a could, selfie stick remember. would take her a long way.
1: So I, I can remember, like way back in the day, like when it came to her self promotion, and this was like the very early days of Twitter, right? And and I remember her like like begging me when she when I, I I was on Twitter, she got on Twitter. Oh, she wanted to get all her follower count up. Please follow me on Twitter. So I followed her on Twitter. Then a week later, I realized she wasn't following me. So it's like, oh, okay. So screw you. So yeah. I stopped following her. His and then two man. days later, she realized I stopped following. She's like, Well, why, why did you stop following me on Twitter? I'm like, well, you never followed me back. Like, what am I, I don't, I don't care about your, 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 you, you do batter by batter updates of Marlins games when I'm watching the damn game. I don't need to read your tweet about every single out in the Marlins game. It like, was, what, it what was a doing? little over
2: the top, wasn't it? I'm glad <laughs> that we've been able to do this and not mention her name. It's been fantastic. I know,
1: I know, I know. Oh, man. So we got a lot to come over the next, uh, the next hour and 42 minutes. We're, we're wondering, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little worried about uh, Frito. He was eating an overcooked steak last night because he likes it well done plus an extra six minutes, right? And he slathers ketchup all over it. So you know, he he Bye. took, he took his wife out. Like Larry, what happened was he took his lovely wife out for a nice socially distanced outdoor dining, you know, masks on the whole, not taking any chances, but they decided for a nice night na- night out on the town, he hasn't even Frito been out tells, in months.
2: That's what I'm thinking. It's probably his first night out in months.
1: And so Frito te- Frido tells the uh, the server there at this you know nice steak joint they're eating outdoors. Okay, not only not only Mister Server do I like my steak with ketchup, but I like it so so I want you to put it on the grill, make it well done for me, and then when it's well done by your standard, leave it on another five minutes, and then it's well done. So it, it was. Did you ever, when you were a kid, like in science class, you had one of those like fossilized rocks that had like the imprint of a plant from the prehistoric age? I have,
2: I have. So by
1: by the time his steak is done cooking, it's like one of those fossilized rocks. And, you know, when you've got dental work. This is
3: hysterical.
1: You know when you've got the crowns and stuff the dental work you know when you're when you're eating steak that's well done plus an extra six minutes that that could be problematic for the dental work so he suffered a a dental emergency he's in the waiting room right now so Frito's probably going to join us at some point I want to talk a little more college football when we come back you're listening to the Dono and Frito show here on Sirius XM Slam Radio
3: Look what I found. a Radio.
4: Radio. Slam Radio. Sirius XM Channel 145.
5: There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov slash COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station.
3: Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m you win
6: love your kids love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat from toddlers to tweens visit nhtsa.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size keep them safe visit nhtsa.gov slash the right seat brought to you by the national highway traffic safety administration and the ad council
3: text and work text and pretend to work text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working who me Text and whatever, just don't text and drive. Visit stoptextsstoprex.org. A message from NHTSA and the ad council.
0: We'll be back with the Donna Frito show on Series XM 145 Slam Radio. <laughs> Good morning, amigo.
2: And then I'd have one more question
7: for him. Did you take steroids? Hold on. Did you take steroids? Why? How can I but do would... all of that and then not ask him? But why would you do that? He's not going to answer that question. Why would he answer such a question? Why
2: not? I'm asking him. I bet you he answers the other two very nicely of without course. a problem. Yeah, so definitely. why can't he answer the last up. one?
7: He's going to hang up on us. Why can't he answer the last one? He's gonna hang up on us.
2: Just tell me no, he didn't. I'm giving him an opportunity for me to no longer judge this based on what I heard from one person in the New York Times. I don't
7: want to believe it. He didn't take steroids. He ate platanos.
8: <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays. 7 to 11 only on SiriusXM XM 145 Slam Radio
9: My mother was always very active and independent and she was familiar with her neighborhood but one day she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual she wasn't even really sure where she was at It's very important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me Mom, we'll figure it out
10: When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's Now is the time to talk Visit alz.org slash stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council.
11: There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. you, you got to take those losses. you got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, que rigo. You know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part.
0: On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality.
11: Yo, this is K-9, and you're listening to Slam Radio Series 6M 145.
0: And now we're back with the Donovan Frito Show on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio.
1: Back here on the Donovan Frito Show, Sirius XM Slam Radio, channel 145. Alex Dono flying. well. Uh, I shouldn't say flying solo now Frito we're still waiting on Frito because he had to have as we talked about some emergency dental work done this morning but uh, I, I've got the I've got the bros and the broettes with me we got Larry the amigo Frank the tank Brianna helping out as well taking you up until two o'clock here today so uh, you know we we, uh, we got a little sidetracked we were talking about some radio memories uh, but, but here, here's the rest of the University of Miami Hurricanes football schedule coming up this fall Fingers crossed that they play, that they not only start the season, but that they can finish the season. All right, I'm keeping my fingers crossed for that. They open up September 10th. Their one one non-conference game will be home against UAB at Hard Rock Stadium. September 19th at Louisville. September 26th, home against Florida State. Can't wait to kick Florida State's asses again. You know, something a friend of mine pointed out to me, that when they beat Florida State again this year, four straight wins over Florida State with four different quarterbacks.
3: Now that I love, that
1: I love, because it was uh, what was it? It was uh, it was uh, Malik Rozier, Then it was Nikosi Perry. Then Jaron Williams and De'Ara King is going to get it done next. So that's going to be awesome. October third, Miami has a bye. October tenth, they've got the big one at Clemson. Little uh, little preview of the ACC championship, if I could say that. Uh, October seventeenth, home against Pittsburgh at Hard Rock Stadium. October twenty fourth home against Virginia another bye week on Halloween night like I I wonder if uh people will actually be able to do anything fun on Halloween night like I (laughs) you have to wonder what the world is going to be like by October 31st I'm not too optimistic personally uh November 6th at North Carolina State that'll be a Friday night and they'll wrap up the season November 14th at Virginia Tech so that is the Miami Hurricanes football schedule and from what I understand they're going to be starting some in-person classes at the U uh, again on August 17th. So it's, you know, it's looking good that at least things for, for right now. And again, this stuff changes day to day, practically hour by hour, right. But as of right now feeling pretty optimistic that we'll be able to have some semblance of college football this coming fall. So uh, that that is where we are at here on the Dono and Frito show. I had a chance. Uh, I, I just got back yesterday. I'm a little sunburned because I had a chance to take a you know very quiet little mini vacation with the family. I mean, it's never that quiet when you've got a two year old just driving you bonkers the entire time. But we went over to uh, to Naples, to a beach hotel, Naples, Florida. And I gotta say like it was really nice being kind of away from you know, the big city with all the crazy people here in Miami to be away from that for a few days, being a little bit limited on social media, because you come to realize that so many of the people that I'm in this social media bubble with, all right, I'm talking about the people that I follow on Twitter, people who show up on my Facebook timeline. Admittedly, I'm, I'm practically done with Facebook. Like Facebook does nothing but just bring me annoyances, right? But Twitter, Instagram, I'm active on all those, all that stuff. And like the bubble of people that I live with on those platforms It's like 20% sports, which is great. I love it. And then it's 80% complaining about like politics and complaining about how, you know, we're all going to die from this pandemic and it's never going to get better. And it's going to be the year 2030 and it's going to be just as bad as it is right now. So I I see all that negativity and it was nice for a few days to kind of step outside that bubble to go to a you know a resort that is practically empty because a lot of people are either unable or unwilling to travel right now you know lay on the beach get a little sunburn lay by the pool drink some adult beverages and not really think about all that stuff and so for like a 72 hour period i practically forgot now not completely because i was still you know walking around the the grounds i was still wearing a mask but for like 72 hours i practically forgot that there's still a pandemic going on And that was so nice. And I think a lot of other people, if you have the means, if you live in one of these bubbles of negativity like I do, if you have the time, even if you may not be able to like go to a hotel somewhere, uh, if you have time to like unplug for a couple of days and just not do a whole lot and not think about a whole lot. I highly recommend it because when you live in like the spin cycle of negativity that I I was kind of, I had my sort of toe in the water with that. A lot of you just live that life where all you do is tweet and complain about everything happening in the world. And you just simmer in this negativity at all times. If you have a chance to step away from that for two or three days, telling you mentally, emotionally, it's going to do you a lot of good. It's going to do you a lot of good. Now it may only be a matter of days before I'm right back into that cycle, but, to be kind of free of that for a little bit and not really thinking about the the realities and the and the bad things going on in the world, it was very nice. And you know what? I think the one thing that I missed out on while I was on my little trip was I was not paying close enough attention to these Miami Marlins. I mean, holy smokes. I mean, they they come back for what was it eight, eight seven, eight days away. You know, 18 players tested positive in quarantine. A couple coaches test positive. They got practically no bullpen. They've got a makeshift roster and they go out there and, you know, they, they beat the Orioles for nothing on their first day back. And then they sweep a doubleheader yesterday. They only allow one run in those three games. Like, oh, my God. I think the only thing that can really put the year 2020 over the top with weirdness are when you've got this bizarre – Pandemic shortened adapted season that the Miami Marlins find themselves first place in Major League Baseball, right? I know it's early. I know it's early, but seeing the Marlins just thriving and feasting out there for these first handful of games that they played is probably the most 2020 thing that I've seen so far. Now, I did while I was away pay attention to the Miami Heat and Duncan Robinson. I mean, uh, the Heat are outscoring opponents like they're at like a plus 350 when dunk is on the floor. The guy is just unstoppable from beyond the arc and and they're doing very well in the NBA bubble. You know, I, some quotes are being passed around from Paul Pierce. Why do heat fans? Why do we let Paul Pierce trigger us so much? Like, can we just accept the fact that there are some haters out there? Like just accept the fact that there are certain people out there who want to be the foils for certain teams, right? Like, I will rarely ever say anything complimentary about the Boston Celtics or the New York Knicks, but I almost don't count the Knicks because they're such a laughingstock. Why would anyone say anything positive about the Knicks? But maybe we should just accept the fact that Paul Pierce is the type of guy, you know, former all-time great NBA player, now an analyst on TV. He's just the type of guy who's not going to say anything nice about the Miami Heat because he hated the Heat while he was a player. He clearly hates the Heat still while he's a broadcaster, and you're not going to get that guy to give you any compliments. Although I got to say, like uh, some of the latest things that he said about Miami as to whether or not they really are a contender or not a contender, you know, to come out of the East and to contend for a title, I don't have a whole lot of problem with what Pierce is saying here. Now, the Miami Heat have a chance to prove him wrong, but when I see these comments that Perk made, or, or sorry, that, uh, that Pierce made about something that Perk, Kendrick Perkins said, I don't take a whole lot of offense to this, okay? So Kendrick Perkins, God bless him, you know, considers the Heat to actually be a contender to even take out the Bucks in a seven-game series. I love to hear that, and the Heat did have some success against the Bucs in the regular season, so it may not be the craziest thing ever. But but here's something that that Pierce uh, he responded to Kendrick Perkins considering the Heat a contender. Pierce said, "Quote, I hear Perk this morning saying he's got the Heat over the Bucks." Pierce said. I couldn't believe my ears when I heard that. Let me tell you something. Listen, the Heat are good. They play hard, but there's no pressure on them in the regular season. As a matter of fact, I think they overachieved in my eyes because when you look at the backcourt of, he said, done, but I, I'm thinking he meant none, right? I think he meant Kendrick Nunn, but apparently it's now Kendrick done. Uh, and Duncan Robinson, they got Tyler Hero. These are three young guys that they depend on now. Get them in a playoff setting, deep in the playoffs. I'm not sure if they're going to be ready for the spotlight yet. They haven't played any meaningful games yet. That's all I'm saying. They've got a bright future. They're just young. Look at what Fred Van Vliet is doing to them Monday. Uh, They're going to have backcourt issues. In a playoff setting, it's a little bit different when your backcourt are two rookies. I don't take any offense to those comments whatsoever. I mean, aside from the fact that his tone towards the Miami Heat is always negative. I think if you just take these specific comments in a vacuum and don't consider the way he talks about the Heat all the time, I mean, Larry, those specific comments, I I don't take issue with it because he's right about the Heat depending on young, relatively unproven players. And the playoffs, when you're playing seven-game series against superstar-laden, experienced teams, completely different animal from the regular season that you cannot necessarily expect the same sort of success in a seven-game playoff series against a team like the Bucs as you can in regular season games.
2: So he is not very far off the truth, but unfortunately there's an old adage that just rings in my head when it comes to Paul Pierce talking about the Heat, and it's consider the source. And
4: that's that's the problem
2: I have with Paul Pierce. So much my problem with Paul Pierce, his best buddy Kenny Anderson, I tell him all the time, you put Paul's crazy, man. Like, I got no love for him, bro. I love you, Kenny, but I don't love that guy. And it's not about being a Heat fan. It's about he's just... Like, sometimes he takes it too far. But yeah. in this instance, you're probably more right than you are wrong. I don't see this team being prepared for the big haul in a, in a playoff run. And I happen to not really agree with Pend- uh, Kendrick Perkins. I don't think Miami can beat the Bucks in a seven-game series. Now, what we're seeing right now is the Bucks getting acclimated to a bubble that's not working as well for them or the Lakers as a regular season was.
9: Mm-hmm. But does that
2: – is there any truth to the rumor that the Nets were tipped off by Houston and they found a way to stop Giannis? Uh, whatever. People are going to gun for the best team. You go to an AAU tournament and the best teams play the worst teams. What'd you do against them? Oh, no, man, we're in 2 3 zone, you know? And whatever. It's, this is the stuff that it's all made of. It's just different in the NBA now because you're not used to being yeah. all in one place. Um, but he's right about the Heat. I don't think he's off at all. In fact, he even said they play hard, which he's right. And they. Whether he said done or none, our backcourt is almost none, at least our point guards. Uh, I had Will Mansell on today. He says, we don't necessarily need a point guard because the Heat's structure is about who's bringing the ball down. A lot of times that might be Jimmy Butler and key points of the game. Uh, but I'm an old school guy. I still think even when the big three were here, we had the semblance of a point guard in Mario Chalmers. Make fun mm-hmm. of him, say whatever you want. He was a point guard. Would he always bring the ball down? No. But that was the point guard. And And, you know, I just don't want guys rushing shots with a minute left up by seven and bringing a Boston team back into a game they had no business being in. And God bless him. I'm sorry he's hurt. But Goran Dragic made three yeah. terrible decisions in the last minute that almost cost the Heat the game. And no one talks about it because he twisted his ankle.
1: Mm-hmm. That's okay.
2: I, that, to me, is why the Heat can't win.
1: No, I, I think everything, everything you said there is spot on. And, you know, I, I know that the whole bubble thing, maybe it changes the way some people look at the postseason. I still look at this postseason the same way that I did four months ago right at the time the season was halted people have to ask themselves what would they consider from a Miami Heat standpoint to be a successful season when it's all said and done and I'll say the same thing now that I said back in March right I consider it a huge success if you get to the Eastern Conference Finals and you know the icing on the cake there would be Giving Milwaukee, assuming that's the opponent, that's not necessarily set in stone. But hypothetically, if it's Heat Milwaukee in the Eastern Conference Finals, you give them hell, right? You 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 push it to six games. You find a way to even miraculously push it to seven, and uh, and that would be interesting because with with this pandemic reality, if you were to push it to a seventh game, you're still playing at the same neutral site, right? I mean, this this changes a lot because my thought on it four and a half months ago was you know, if you could push the Milwaukee Bucks to a seventh game, then you've got to go to the hell mouth. You've got to play in Milwaukee and that's going to be a tough environment, but the, you know, the environment is the same practice court at the wide world of sports that it would have been otherwise. So, so who the hell knows, but I I just think to get that far, you know, when you're coming through, you know, an Eastern conference, I don't think it's enough credit because there are some tough teams in the East this year, but if you can get that far and push Milwaukee or whoever to a sixth game or a seventh game, you can leave that bubble with your heads held very high, very high, because the expectation for this team, um, I think for a lot of people was either a first round exit or, you know, maybe making it to the second round of the playoffs and and losing to a higher seeded team there. If you can exceed that expectation by actually getting to the East, then you're showing me, okay, you know, we, we know that Jimmy Butler brings the experience, but you're talking about a guy like Bam Adebayo who's becoming a superstar before our very eyes. And then you've got rookies and second-year guys in the backcourt that are gaining valuable playoff experience. Then you're convincing me. You've got a team that within the next three years, and I say within the next three years because in the summer of 2021, Pat Riley has a chance to do big things again. Like Pat Riley has a chance to have another gigantic offseason. You're building a team that can truly contend for titles within the next three years. So we got a lot more coming your way. With you till 2 o'clock today, it's the Dono and Frito Show here on Sirius XM
4: 145 Slam Radio.
3: Radio.
5: Radio.
4: Slam Radio. Sirius XM Channel 145.
5: There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov slash COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station.
3: Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m you win
6: love your kids love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat from toddlers to tweens visit nhtsa.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size keep them safe visit nhtsa.gov slash the right seat brought to you by the national highway traffic safety administration and the ad council
3: text and work text and pretend to work text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working who me Text and whatever, just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council.
0: We'll be back with the Donovan and Frito Show on SiriusXM XM 145 Slam Radio. <laughs>
8: Good morning, amigo.
7: Hey Amen. Look, if they pick up Tua Alapola, too, I'm, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking. I'm, I'm looking at the different angles. It does. You I don't call know.
8: him that?
2: I call him Tunga Vailoa. Whatever you
7: want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100 sold on Tua Alapola.
2: Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins.
7: How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigamanoalapola.
2: Tua. I can't do it. I'm done. Tunga Vailoa. A
7: nigga pola. Tunga Vailoa. Tunga Vailoa. Tunga Vailoa. Tunga Vailoa. Tunga Vailoa. That sounds much better that way.
8: Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on SiriusXM XM 145, Slam Radio.
9: My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's very important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, mom will figure it out.
10: When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council.
11: There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. You know, if it wasn't for, uh, i seen an an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination.
10: So what do you tell them? You tell them,
11: you know? You know, that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs, in order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, you know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part.
0: On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality.
4: This is WWE Superstar, the big show, and you're listening to Slam Radio.
0: And now we're back with the Donovan Frito Show on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio.
1: got some good news here for Sirius XM Slam Radio. Allow me to break this news. I'm Alex Dono here on the Dono and Frito Show. Frito is hopefully going to hop aboard at some point before we sign off at 2 p.m. today. Uh, and of course, you know, you can catch up on the shows we did together the last couple of weeks. There's now a new way to listen back to the podcast. This is big. Like, I, I know sometimes it, it takes a while because they take their sweet-ass time to give you approval, but all of the podcasts now from this radio station, Slam Radio, Sirius XM 145, are officially available on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. So that is tremendous. That is tremendous. It, the way I like to say it is there are fewer places to avoid us now, right? If you thought, you know what? Maybe I'm not going to listen back on the various podcast players out there. Maybe if these guys were on Apple, I would give them a chance. Well, now we are on Apple. So there is there is one fewer place to avoid serious XM Slam Radio. So congratulations to everyone. As uh, you know, Obviously, we love those who listen live. We love those who watch us on these live streams. And, uh, and we, of course, equally love those who listen back to the archives and the podcast. You we get we definitely
2: invite you to subscribe. If yes, you have a particular show, show, you subscribe. But basically, subscribe to Slam Radio, and you'll be able to get all the podcasts coming off of Slam Radio. So we would appreciate that support from you if you listen to us, even if it's just from time to time. Subscribe on iTunes. To Slam Radio, get all the podcasts at your fingertips. Thanks for for giving the plug, brother.
1: And leave the five star rating as well while you're there. That that's big.
2: Please, important. <laughs>
1: yeah. I, I obsess like I'm going to start checking the ratings for Slam Radio because I obsess over the five star ratings, whether it's on podcasts or a big one for me. Now I'm not an Uber driver, but I am a very accomplished Uber passenger, and the drivers actually rate the passengers at the end of the ride and I don't know what happened like very early in my uber passenger days this is probably within like the first 10 15 rides that I ever took some driver for reasons I cannot explain gave me a two or a three star rating and it brought down my average and I was very very angry because I am the model passenger if you are an uber driver you are praying you get a passenger like me I'm rarely ever drunk when you pick me up. Well, I guess it depends on how late it it depends on how late at night it is. I never leave a mess in the car. I I make conversation, which that might have been the problem. Maybe maybe the person I had that day just didn't want to talk to somebody. And I I brought up conversation. That may have been what threw them off a little bit. Um, I'm not one of those people who ask you to play certain songs in the car. Like Whatever you have on, I don't care. Just get me to where I need to go. Right. I'm I'm not gonna tell you, oh, please plug in my phone so we can listen to my iTunes or my spot. I'm not that guy. I'll let you keep whatever on the radio you want to. And somehow, somehow, I came away with a two or a three star from one of these Uber drivers and it killed my average. And then I think I figured out what it was. Now th- this was a few years ago before Uber had kind of fixed this issue. Because I can remember like early days of Uber, at least early days I was using Uber, like four or five years ago. Part of Uber's business model, and they talked about this like on commercials and web advertisements, part of their business model is tipping is not part of what we do. Now, you always heard stories, and, and again, I was not an experienced Uber passenger back in these days. You did hear stories of people tipping the driver anyway, when that supposedly wasn't part of their business model. That has since changed. So back in the early days of Uber, I, they had told me enough times, no, tipping is not part of what we do at Uber. I never used to leave the drivers a tip. Okay. And then I came to find out there's like a secret Illuminati of Uber drivers that have decided if we get a passenger who doesn't slip us some cash at the end of the ride, we're not giving them a five-star rating. Didn't tell me why had no idea. Because apparently there were some passengers that are tipping these drivers without, you know, knowing that that was a thing. Now, that problem has been solved because Uber a few years ago added like a tip feature right there on the app where you can add a tip. And then, you know, I feel pressure. How much tip should I add? That's a whole nother story. But back in the days before they added that feature, I didn't used to tip the drivers. And I think one of their Illuminati drivers gave me like a a three-star rating because I didn't tip them. I've learned my lesson. I've only gotten five stars ever since. My My total rating is like a 4.87. So I'm very close to the perfect five star. And I strive for that every single day.
2: How do you look this nonsense up? I don't think I've written oh, Uber. Written I don't know if you're Uber talking to me. I can't hear you. Oh, can hey. you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. So I've never ridden Uber very much.
1: Did you check your rating?
2: I don't know if I have a rating. Actually, I may have gotten Ooh. mad at Uber and took my app off. How, how would you look such thing up? <laughs>
1: Hold on. I'm pulling up my app. I, I got a new phone a couple of weeks ago. I haven't used Uber since, since I don't think many people are Ubering uh, right now. So I got to like reload the app from the cloud. But the last time I, but you, you click, like there's a little top, like left-hand corner. There's like a menu you can click on and it'll tell you like what your, your rating is like your average rating out of five stars. And that's where you can see it. Cause every, the, the same way you have to rate every driver for every ride, they have to rate every passenger for every ride. I had no idea and if, this. I'm and wondering so what my,
2: my rating is now. I think I only have 3 or 4 <laughs> historical rides on Uber, so it shouldn't be much. But I did
1: do Uber in get, New York. Ah. Uh, hmm.
2: I I don't remember if I tipped or not. They don't take tips, right?
1: <laughs> they do now. Uh oh, as then I like probably 3 years tipped, ago they If there's a if there's an yeah. option
2: for it, I'm going to give it to them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, as of about three years ago, they added a tip feature, but they used to not have any way to tip them unless you slip them cash under the table. But they added like a a way to tip right on the credit card. And then and and here's like the secret a lot of people don't know. If your rating gets low enough, like your average rating, they just won't pick you up because because they they can see I think before they pick you up, they can see like how many stars you have. And if you're like a two star, you're a nightmare. They're just going to go on to the next person, right? And I think to be that bad, you've got to be the type of person who is like, you're drunk every time you take a ride, you're throwing up in the back seat of the car. Like, I think you have to be an absolute nightmare to get enough one stars just to ruin it. But I think I think aside from just one ride, I have a a perfect five star record, except for that one ride that brought my average down. So
2: I'm here. I'm in my menu, Frank. I don't know if I am. uh, I've never been rated, I think. Oh, really? I don't even know how I, you I get a rating. That's it's my trips. All right, so I've had a, I've had three trips on Uber. But how do I know if they rated me? Huh. They didn't rate me. I wasn't rateable.
1: Wow. So the, the, that's like worse than a one star if they don't even rate you.
2: Yeah. When I went to go meet <laughs> Pitt in San Antonio, July of 19, where the <laughs> hell was I?
7: Like in the longest oh, yeah. yard, Chris Rock had half a star.
1: I'm trying to, uh, cause I, I, cause now with with the newer phone, I, uh, I had to like re-download Uber. I'm trying to log into my account. Oh, thank God! I, I rarely ever get the password correct on the first try. Okay, let me see what my, uh, what my rating is here. Oh, you it, know what? It
2: doesn't give me anything. They must
1: have re, they they must have like redone the app because I don't see my rating on you. Maybe they don't show you what your rating is anymore for a passenger. Because I'm looking at the app right now and I don't see it. Used to be in the top corner, right under your name, it would give you your star rating. And it doesn't show that for me.
0: Hmm.
2: Huh. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything here. That's why I was asking you. I'm sorry, but
1: Yeah.
7: Oh, that's interesting. I don't know. Must have one of the recent updates. They redid that app. Well, my app my app's actually updated and I have a four point eight seven rating. So for whatever reason it's showing up. I think up that's for me. the same as mine. Yeah, nice. I'm, not, I'm not too happy. It should be 5.0. I don't know why I got docked down 13 points.
1: <laughs> maybe even if you do tip, maybe you didn't give them quite the big tip that they expected, and they're like, oh, I'm in a terrible mood today. I'm going to knock this person down a couple oh, of times. They really they're get very that vengeful, petty? these Uber drivers.
2: Do they really get that petty?
1: They do get that petty. Wow. They do, because, again, I, I'm nothing but a model passenger. Like, for somebody to give me three stars must have been an absolute catastrophe.
2: Yeah, I don't know where am I yeah. supposed to find it here, Frank. I'm checking my settings, and I don't hmm. have anything. I have a message. I don't, know. I don't. There's nothing.
1: Yeah, I don't have mine either anymore.
2: I don't know Do what I not have an app. updated version it. of this? Is that what it is?
1: Maybe. Oh well. Maybe or, may, or maybe, uh, or maybe Frank doesn't have the updated version. I don't no, know. I maybe checked. the. Up- I think he's lying. Oh really? Yeah. Huh. Maybe I'm now unrateable as well. Yeah, I'm looking that's at my, my trips. I I've, don't have a
2: rating. I wanted a rating, but he huh. got his rating. I can't even get mine. It's unbelievable. I'm very jealous.
1: Yeah, so am I. <laughs> I, I want to know what I'm up to now, man. Oh, that's too bad. So something else that's going on in the sports world. You know, you, you see NFL players, a handful of players, you know, opting out of the upcoming season. It, it's it's affected my Miami Dolphins a little bit. They've lost uh, a couple of wide receivers. Alan Hearns, formerly of the U, Albert Wilson have both opted out of the last couple of days. Now, it kind of sucks that it's two guys who both play wide receiver because that that that's hurting your depth more than it would be otherwise. But let me start with the big picture on this. These are such strange, unique circumstances, OK, like what's happening in the world right now, such unique circumstances, if this were any other year, right? If, if this were 2016 and somebody was opting out of a season because they were worried about catching something, you'd be like, what's wrong with you? What are you doing? But no, man, we're talking about 2020 COVID-19 pandemic. Even if you personally, and I'm speaking to anyone listening, even if you personally are steadfast in the idea that if this were you, you would play. No questions asked. I can respect that. But your sensibilities are not necessarily the sensibilities of every player in that league. right? And, and and given how unprecedented this situation is right now in the world, I think I just have to sit back and respect the fact that I don't know what everyone's considerations are, right? I don't know what sort of pre-existing conditions someone might have, and even if it's not you, like even if that's not specifically something that you know Alan Hearns and Albert Wilson deal with, what's their family situation? Do do they have, you know, an, an elderly relative that they take care of who's at risk? Do they have a child who has an immunodeficiency? I know that came up for some NBA players. You know, do you have people that you are so worried about infecting when you're talking about playing tackle football, right? Contact sport, you're breathing on everyone. You're making physical contact with everyone. You know, listen, complete respect for those who are choosing to play. Thank you because you're providing entertainment for me. And, and I, I'm, I'm thrilled with the fact that you have decided this is not too much of a personal risk for you or your family. Thank you. But for those who have decided not to play, I have to respect your decision. And I say that knowing that, you know, there are fans who are, are very angry and they're trolling and they're complaining and they're sending nasty messages to the players who have decided not to play. You know, listen, I I know that uh, from a football standpoint for Miami Dolphins, whether it's Ryan Fitzpatrick or Tua Tonga-Vailoa, who get the bulk of the reps at quarterback this year, you're going to have to find a a way to make it work without Albert Wilson, who's a big part of the passing game, and Alan Hearns, who can be a big part of the passing game. You're going to be down a couple of receivers. I wonder how many guys that they try go and grab through free agency, right, when you're talking about the leftovers when you're talking about available receivers who no other team wanted to sign, but now may have the opportunity to play because others are dropping out of the league. How many of those guys do you go after? Or yeah, I was reading an inter- interesting piece this morning by Armando Salguero from the Miami Herald that you know, he really thinks the Dolphins should maybe focus a little bit more on the running game and getting the running backs involved, maybe a few extra carries per game, maybe more throws out of the backfield rather than going out to the scrap heap and adding two or three available wide receivers. And I, I think at the end of the day, it's probably going to be a mix of both, right? Like you may just have to go to free agency, maybe find a couple of guys who are a year or two out of college, just to add bodies for the receiver room, right? Cause you're going to need, you know, you're going to need players to practice against. You're going to need guys to fill out an active roster on game day, So, you know, don't try and break the bank and overpay like some 37 year old receiver who's out of the league. Maybe you find a couple of fringe guys who are a year or two out of college, but I see no problem with maybe focusing a little bit more on your tight ends on emphasizing the running game, you know, try to get the football to Devontae Parker, you know, and whoever else is left in that wide receiver core and don't reinvent the wheel. Because I guarantee you, a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick, who I think is certainly going to start the season as your starting quarterback, even if he doesn't finish it, I see him taking most of the reps this year, didn't last year teach you that that guy can find a way to make it work? Even when he's the leading rusher on team. Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's, what is he, 36 to 37-year-old journeyman slow quarterback well he's not that slow to give him credit but he's 37 freaking years old he was your leading rusher last year your quarterback was your leading rusher when he's not known historically as a mobile quarterback that guy found a way to bring Devonte parker's career back from the dead if there's anyone who can adapt to less than ideal situations ryan fitzpatrick is that guy he's going to find a way to make your offense work even if you're down a couple receivers i have no doubt about that
2: He's not that fast either. Like, he's savvy, he's, he's yeah. uh, elusive, fast he's not. So, you're right. I mean, I agree with Armando. I like a good stout running game. I just think the league yeah. has changed so much. Um, but if, you, if you're if you lacking in talent in that area, don't just go get journeymen. Go try to maybe improve in the running game. You say it's a little bit of both. I wouldn't have a problem if they started trying to run the ball a little more. Because mm-hmm. then it sets up for the pass, and that element of surprise can work not just in Fitzpatrick's. Uh, to his advantage, not for just the running game, but the day Tua Vailoa makes his first appearance, uh, that's that's a little bit of burden off his back. He's not worried about, you know, God, they're coming to kill me. I don't have a that's running a game. Point. I don't have any blocking. So the uh, best way to get your blockers to block better is by teaching them how to run block. They can figure out the other stuff. And um, I just, I don't know, I, I can't stand the notion that, you know, some guys are run blockers, some guys are pass blockers. What are you talking about? They're football players and their only job <laughs> is to block. So if they got to figure out two ways to block, they got to figure it out and then say, oh, well, he's really a run blocker. Not a... Okay, well, everybody's got to learn how to block, either if it's against the, if it's for the run or if it's for the pass on this team, because this team's not overloaded with talent. They're going to make the best and the most with what they have. But uh, ultimately, I happen to agree with Salgero. Let's get some guys that run the football. That wouldn't be a bad thing.
1: You bring up a great point, especially about Tua, if and when he does play this year. You want to give him the best possible situation to succeed as a rookie, right? And and I look at now, while I don't think Josh Rosen is great or even very good, I don't think Josh Rosen is as bad as he looked last year, because the problem was he had no running game and was just getting pounded and had his mind on pass rushers at all times and knew we didn't have the option of a running game. Now, Ryan Fitzpatrick is veteran savvy enough to deal with that right I mean there's nothing that dude has not seen in his 16 17 year NFL career so he found a way to make do with less than perfect situations but when you're talking about you know in Rosen's case a second year guy last year or in Tua's case coming up a first year guy they may not be able to adapt to horrific conditions like that the way that a Ryan Fitzpatrick can so, once it does come to his time to play, and I think it will happen at some point this year because there's no way Fitzpatrick is getting through a 16 game season 100% healthy. It's just, it's not possible for that dude to do that. He's either going to get hurt or he's going to get ineffective at some point, and Tua is going to get his chance. And if you have no running game for Tua, even though he may end up being the second coming that we all hope he is, he may not have a chance to show that if he's got no running game to take that pressure off. Big one o'clock hour of Dono and Frito coming up.
3: Hey, look what I found.
1: A
4: Radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM Channel 145.
5: There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station.
3: Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m
6: you win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
3: Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and whatever, just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council.
0: We'll be back with The Donovan and Frito Show on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. <laughs> Good morning, amigo.
7: Hey Amen. Look, if they pick up Tua Nigga Manu Alapola, too, I'm, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking I'm, I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't You I don't call him
2: if, that. I call him Tunga Vailoa, whatever
7: you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manu Alapola. Tunga Vailoa
2: is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins.
7: How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manu
2: Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tunga Vailoa. A
8: pola.
7: Tunga Vailoa. Tunga Vailoa. Tunga Vailoa. See? That sounds much better that way.
8: Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on SiriusXM 145, Slam Radio.
9: My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it
10: could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. There's
11: no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. Mm -hmm. You know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination.
10: So what do you tell them? You tell them, you know...
11: You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs, in order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, rico. you know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part.
0: On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality.
4: This is WWE Superstar, The Big Show, and you're listening to Slam Radio. For every sport of every kind, tune in here where you will
0: find... And now we're back with The Donovan Frito Show on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio.
1: clock hour of the dono and frio show here on sirius xm slam radio channel 145 and in case you missed it made the announcement in the previous segment our podcasts, all the podcasts from the sirius xm slam station are now available on itunes so anything you missed you can catch up apple podcasts itunes just download subscribe that's a huge help and leave a five-star rating and a nice review if you have the time to do that like i always tell people the five-star rating Easiest thing in the world. You're on the podcast page. You just hit the five-star button. It literally takes one second to leave a five-star rating. Like If you listen and you enjoy, five-star rating is no skin off your neck, very easy. If you have maybe 30 extra seconds to go along with that one second it takes to leave the five-star rating, 30 seconds, you can leave a nice review as well with the five-star rating, and that goes a long way. So we now have iTunes, Apple Podcast capabilities here on SiriusXM Slam Radio. That is a very good thing. You know, we talk a lot on this station and on this show about Major League Baseball being back, NBA bubble. I hope people are also watching the Stanley Cup playoffs and the MLS is back tournament because there have been some great games and some good drama. I mean, I I had to miss the MLS uh, semifinal game from last night, thankfully Fox Sports Channel show like 100 replays per day. So I was able to watch it this morning. The Portland Timbers win over Philadelphia Union in in the one semifinal. The other semifinal is coming up uh, later on today. And that game last night, ton of drama, pretty quality play. You know, 2-1 victory for Portland. Philadelphia nearly came back and tied up the game late. It was a lot of good stuff after Portland had a uh, had a 2 uh, nothing lead. Philly nearly came back and tied it. They did get one goal back. And we're headed to the final of that tournament pending the winner over Orlando and Minnesota here tonight. And then the Stanley cup playoffs. I, I'm very invested in it because I work on the Florida Panthers broadcast and God, so happy they won yesterday. So happy they won yesterday to avoid the the three game sweep. But we, we we've already seen the New York Rangers already got swept by Carolina this week in their five game series. They're playing best of five for these play in rounds. Florida Panthers were on the brink of getting swept by the New York Islanders. But uh, I give the cats a lot of credit. I mean, very disappointing start to the series just didn't show enough life. I thought in those first two games, when they dropped to the O2 series uh, disadvantage, but you know, facing a must win game yesterday and a must perform third period. Cause they went into the third period tied at one after scoring the opening goal. I'm freaking out thinking, Oh, it's deja vu all over again. They're going to blow a lead like they did in game two. Didn't come to pass. Got big third period goals from Mike Hoffman, who's an absolute sniper. I mean, le- led the Panthers in goals now two years running. I mean, the guy has been absolutely great from a goal-scoring standpoint. Brian Boyle scored what would turn out to be the game-winning goal. And they answered the call. I, I know that as far as the Florida Panthers go, a ton of negativity in South Florida. A ton of negativity about you know Dale Talon, who has been around for a while, the way he assembled this team ton of negativity for the way they play in big games boy did they need that win yesterday and I know that they're not going to completely silence those negative feelings if they don't find a way to win this series and what a story that would be it's not impossible right I mean you know the the 4 Boston Red Sox came from three down against the New York Yankees to win that NLCS and advance to the World Series and ultimately win the World Series you know, if they could come back from an 3 deficit and win four straight, my Florida Panthers are certainly capable of coming back from an 2 deficit to win a five-game series. The Islanders are tough in the sense that not a flashy, offensive, goal-scoring team. You know, they're not going to make too many highlight reels, but these guys are disciplined and structured. And that was the big concern that I had heading into this series between the Cats and the Islanders because we know the Florida Panthers are capable of scoring. I mean, they were six in the NHL in goals in the regular season. Their issues were defending, not scoring. They scored enough goals to be, you know, one of the top seeds in the playoffs. It was their defense and their goalkeeping, you know, their goaltending at times that let them down. Uh, you know, they struggled to score in the first game against the Islanders. It seemed like they've solved that a little bit. But against the Islanders, it's so important to score the opening goal, uh, because if you let them score first, they go into this very structured defensive shell, and they don't make any mistakes. Perfect trademark of a Barry Trotz team. Barry Trotz, their their head coach, who always has his guys disciplined and structured. And when you're when when you're down to the New York Islanders, when you're down to any Barry Trotz coach team, it becomes very hard to come from behind because they don't have silly giveaways. They don't have you know goaltending mistakes. Uh, Varlamov, their netminder, does a really good job. And they can just hold leads. And it's very frustrating when your team, you know, you pull your goaltender late for the extra attacker. You need a game tying goal in the waning seconds. The Islanders are just not the team that's going to make that fatal mistake and allow you to come back. So, you know, I I think about this town, you know, the disappointment that we all had uh, from a Miami standpoint with the MLS is back tournament because, you know, inter-Miami franchise you know, expansion team still looking for their first victory. You know, they lost their three games in the group stage of the uh, the tournament. They got eliminated, unfortunately. You know, you're looking for a little bit of excitement. You're looking for a big Miami Heat showing in the NBA bubble. You're looking for a Florida Panthers deep playoff run. Like, I got to have something here. Although I didn't expect all this excitement from the Miami Marlins. They have been captivating America right now with the way they played these last couple of days. But man, if these Florida Panthers can find a way to come from behind, and beat the new york islanders i wonder how that changes the narrative on talon i wonder how that changes the narrative on sergey Bobrovsky. Bobrovsky takes a ton of crap and some of it was earned a lot of it was earned for the money he's making for the free agent deal that they shelled out to bring in bob had a really disappointing regular season really really disappointing regular season from Bobrovsky. now you know you saw the playoff run that he had with columbus a couple of years ago he tends to Maybe save his best for the crucial moments. And I know there are some people who will try to blame him for those first two you know losses to open this series with the Islanders. Bob has made a ton of big saves, and his defense has let him down all season. Now, there are times in the regular season when Chris Drieger in net was a lot better than Bob. No excuse for that. But uh, you know, the two losses the Panthers have in this postgame series are really not the fault of Sergei Bobrovsky. They just need to score goals more consistently and make less errors. Like, uh, you know, the goal that the Panthers gave up, uh, one of the goals that they gave up in the game two loss was just a a laughable defensive giveaway that put a goal on a silver platter for the Islanders. If you can clean up mistakes like that, you're not going to be complaining about Bobrovsky. I think it's it's lazy to blame the goaltender for every single goal that you give up. It's just not been his fault a lot throughout this postseason. So game 4 between the Panthers and Islanders is set for tomorrow at 12 noon and it's going to be so interesting because you know coming out of the gates with an 0 and 2 start in the series if if the Panthers can win tomorrow and even it up wow what is the narrative going to be from a New York Islanders standpoint we had this series in the bag we had them dead to rights and now all of a sudden we go into a, a winner take all game 5 or it's anybody's series But you think about the missed opportunity, and I know the Islanders are going to take it very seriously. They're going to come out fast and aggressive. And that's what I love about the NHL playoffs, the Stanley Cup playoffs. I always tell a couple of different things to people who don't care for hockey or they haven't really given hockey a chance. I always tell them these two things. Number one, if you can, by all means, catch a game live. Now, right now, you can't do that, right? They're in a bubble. Right. But under normal circumstances, if you don't like hockey or you've never really given hockey a chance, you have to go to a game, go to the arena, preferably sit lower level where you can really feel the hits and hear hear the skates and hear the sounds of the bodies crashing together and you will come away with a new appreciation for that game. It's so important to watch hockey live. Then you'll appreciate more what you're watching on TV. That's number one. Then number two is if you're really on the fence about hockey or maybe you've even caught a game in person and you still aren't convinced by what you're seeing, you have to watch the playoffs. Now, I know that it may not be technically correct to say that these guys hold things back during the regular season, but they kind of do. They kind of do hold back a little bit in the regular season because in the playoffs where every moment gets magnified times a hundred, the physicality, the speed, it ramps up exponentially. And and that's one of the areas, quite honestly, I thought the Florida Panthers lacked a little bit in those first couple of games. They were playing with more of a regular season mentality, regular season physicality in the regular, in the, uh, in the postseason. And then in game three, really started to click for them for 60 minutes. But there's something about the Stanley Cup playoffs. That's what first got me into it back in the day. Like a lot of people in South Florida in their 30s or 40s, I really started to get into hockey during the 1996 Stanley Cup playoffs when the Florida Panthers had their their magical year of the rat, where they were throwing rats on the ice after every goal. They went all the way to the Stanley Cup finals. They got swept by a super team in the Colorado Avalanche. But – You know, I I watched some and even went to a couple of playoff games that year. And and that that's what made me fall in love with the game. I mean, I, I became aware of hockey, really, you know, as a Floridian, you know, no snow, no ice to be seen anywhere. I became aware of hockey, really, when the Florida Panthers franchise was launched in 1993. But I didn't really fall in love with the game until 1996 when I was watching them make Uh, a pretty awesome run through the Stanley cup playoffs. That's what really got me sold on the game. And so hopefully, hopefully we get a big outcome tomorrow with the Panthers trying to extend their series with the Islanders to five games. So it's great to be with you guys here on slam radio. I I got a little update, Frank, the tank from Frito. I think he's, uh, he's on his way over. He has left the dental chair. Now, going to be our little secret that i told the story about how he got into a little trouble last night because I, I don't think he wants uh, i don't think he wants people to hear it on the air so he wasn't listening because he was in the waiting room so do you think we can keep that a secret when he shows up
7: yeah i think we're safe i already sent him the, the links and everything so then that way he can join on whenever he comes along awesome awesome that's tremendous now give me a prediction do you think he did his
1: homework from last week because two weeks ago two weeks ago I gave him the homework assignment to start binge watching a TV show. And I gave him two options. If you're feeling like a drama, you got to start breaking bad. And these are, this is available on Netflix. And I know he has it. If you're feeling like a drama, start breaking bad. Or if you're feeling more like a comedy, which I I can respect that. Sometimes you're not in the mood for a drama. You got to watch curb your enthusiasm and he's got HBO access. So he can get, they can pull up either of these. And two weeks ago, I gave him this homework assignment a week ago. He failed. Hadn't started either one last week. Once again, he renewed his promise and he decided he was feeling a little bit more like curb. He wanted to watch a comedy. Exactly a week has elapsed. Do you think Frito has done his homework? This is the, everyone would love a teacher like me. Easiest homework. Watch a good TV show. Do you think
7: he's done any homework since last week? No chance. There's no way. There's no way he can nah. possibly have gotten into a show now, with, especially with baseball picking up and the Cubs are in first place. <laughs> Impossible.
1: Oh, that's a good point. I, I just picture Frito. and 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 what have the cubs played by now? Probably like ten games, like nine or twelve 10 games or, games or at ten and point. two. twelve games. Yeah, so he he probably knowing him because he loves those cubbies as you do as well. I know you do as well. He's watching these so games and then he's like, and
2: you you love the cubs, Larry? Well, there's a little joke on the show. You see, Frank works for the Miami Marlins, so he's not allowed yeah. to wear a hat of another team. Oh, so I am his Cubs right. proxy. So of course he's allowed to say he loves them. No <laughs> one's gonna get mad at him, but he's not allowed to wear a Cubs hat. So I'm I'm or I've ordered a Cubs hat. I am his Cubs proxy for the next 48 games. They are yet another one of the teams in my arsenal. You know how many teams I root for at this point? How many? Anybody who plays the Astros, that's for sure.
1: Yes. <laughs> I think that's so that, that's so cool. So Frank cannot wear any Cubs gear in public, so he just decks Larry out. I love that. Like I, I want to have a proxy, although I don't really need a proxy because I'm free to rep all my teams. But uh, that's that's really funny.
2: We have the W flag. You've been here. You've seen the W flag.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. I love why. it.
2: Why? I mean, the W is for the kids, but you know, this is <laughs> Cub land over here, baby. Woo! Go Cubbies!
1: <laughs> oh man, I missed that studio. By the way, it. Uh, I, I know Frito's going to be hopping on soon. Like I, I know he knows the exact date because he has this weird memory of dates right? Like I, I, I barely remember my anniversary. Like I have a hard enough time remembering my wife's birthday, my mom, dad's birthday. I, I forget my parents' birthdays all the time because it's like right around their anniversary. It's very, very confusing. But Frito remembers like numbers on contracts and he remembers dates that things happen. So I, I think, I think I want to say that he gave March 11th, I think was the last time we were in that studio together. It's been a long time. Like we're we're at like five months since the last time we were able to grace these slab radio studios. So we have a lot more to come. In this Tuesday one will be five
2: hour. months, sir. Tuesday will be five months since you were last. Here. Oh my
1: god, five months. It's weird because it, it it feels like it's been even longer, but it also kind of feels like it hasn't been that long. Because I mean, just life has been so different for the last you know several months that it's like it's almost like you're living in a time warp, right? Especially, and I know you guys were keeping busy because you had stuff to do uh, with with the school for that entire time. But for me, like for the first like three months of the pandemic, like I was furloughed. I wasn't even working. So I was just, I, I was like alternating, like changing diapers and binge watching TV shows for like three months. That's all that I did. And then like two months ago, I started doing some work again. And now I've been super busy, but I'm doing most of my work from home. So it's been just a very, very bizarre couple of months. But we continue until 2 o'clock here on Sirius XM Channel 145, Slam Radio.
3: Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio.
4: Slam Radio, Sirius XM Channel 145.
5: There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station.
3: Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win.
6: Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit nhtsa.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit nhtsa.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
3: Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and whatever. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council.
0: We'll be back with the Donovan and Frito Show on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. Good
7: evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. Setting up the defense for Derek Jeter's Dating Diamond, in left field, Mariah Carey, the center fielder, Jessica Alba, and right field, Jessica Beal. In the infield, at shortstop, Carter Johansson. At third base, Vanessa Manillo. I think I said that wrong.
8: Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on SiriusXM XM 145, Slam
9: Radio.
10: A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council.
11: There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. You know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination.
10: So what do you tell them? You tell them,
11: you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, Wow, you know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part.
0: On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality.
4: This is WWE Superstar, the Big Show, and you're listening to Slam Radio.
0: And now we're back with the Donovan Frito Show on Sirius XM 145 SLAM Radio.
1: weird i can't uh couldn't hear the song playing but i think i'm back yeah here we go here we go alex dono on the dono and frito show we're still waiting on frito it it must be nice just to stroll into your own show like uh like an hour and and a half late it must be nice i know i would never do that frito will be joining us here at any minute i I was i was seeing something today that was really funny now i hadn't thought about johnny manzel in quite a long time but he had a a pretty ridiculously funny clap back at Darren Rovell. Now, neither of these guys are are very popular, but Darren Rovell made made a tweet. I think it was yesterday. Oh, God, I have the dreaded landline ringing. Darren Rovell tweeted, I think, yesterday, showing Sports Illustrated covers from seven years ago of that day, seven years prior, one of them being Alex Rodriguez and the other being Johnny Manziel with A-Rod having, you know, been at the low point of his career – biogenesis scandal everyone hated a rod at that time johnny Manziel, meanwhile was way up right johnny football had just won the heisman trophy making everybody wonder oh what kind of a career might johnny football have in the nfl is johnny football going to defy the odds of a you know shorter mobile quarterback can he succeed at the nfl level spoiler alert not so much you know had personal issues you know uh addiction issues all that. It has recently had a failed marriage, unfortunately. A lot of stuff going on with Johnny Football. Now, seven years later, A-Rod has, I think, had one of the most successful rehabilitations of a public image I have ever seen. I think two guys that I put up there with that, with rehabbing their public image, A-Rod and Mike Tyson. I mean, Mike Tyson back, you know, had had the of his criminal past and all all the uh, the trials and the jail time, he used to be looked at as like a, a just a scary inhuman type of guy. And now Mike Tyson is like a lovable teddy bear. What a 180 he did for his image. Alex Rodriguez, similar thing, persona non grata seven years ago, steroid cheat, awful human being. Now all of a sudden, A. Rod is incredibly popular. Whereas Johnny Manziel, seven years after winning the Heisman Trophy is, uh, at least in a football sense, unemployed, unemployable from a football sense. And so Darren Ravel tweets out the image of those SI covers and talks about how now A-Rod is on top of the world and Johnny Manziel is at rock bottom. And then Johnny Manziel tweets back at him, seven years later, you're as big a bitch as ever. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) unbelievable stuff, Manziel really went there? Hold on, I can't hear you. I Are you guys muted?
2: No, Manziel's really, he went there?
1: At least for me, you are. The hell happened? Are my headphones broken? This is weird, bizarre. Can you hear me oh, now? Can't hear anything that's coming out of you guys, which is kind of annoying because if uh, if Frito hops in, I'm not going to be able to hear the man. I can hear myself, I'll keep talking to myself all day. That is interesting. This might be my problem. Can I you hear me now? My headphones terribly so man, I, I thought that that uh, the Johnny football tweet I thought was hilarious, man. Oh man, so keep it locked here to Sirius XM Slam Radio. So I, I was talking earlier about the college football schedules coming out. You guys know that I am a, a mega, mega University of Miami supporter. So they have the uh, the 11-game schedule, the 10-games conference, one-game non-conference that came out. Hey, you guys there? Now? Well, let me see if I can hear you guys. G- g- give me a test.
7: Us, it's us.
2: Keep going. It's on our part. Keep going. Can you hear me oh, now?
1: That's weird. Well, let me let me throw it a break, and we'll, uh, we'll 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 fix it and get back to you guys here on Sirius XM Slam Radio.
3: Hey, look what I found!
5: A
4: radio. Radio. Slam Radio. Yeah, Sirius XM you know, Channel One Forty Five.
5: There are everyday break. actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Right. Stay yeah. home yeah. when you are sick. Right. Cover right your now. cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov right COVID-19. Yeah, right this message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station.
11: Yo, this is K-9, and you're listening to Slam Radio, Series 6M 145.
0: And now we're back with the Donovan Frito Show on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio.
1: Yeah, so brief absence. We are back. Had to deal with a couple of audio issues. They are solved now. These are some of the challenges you get when we're we're, we're using technology in an unprecedented way, right? With, With the pandemic making it very difficult, sometimes impossible, for radio and TV hosts to be in studio, right? You'll do things remotely. You'll do things from home using things like Zoom, other video conferencing technology. And I, I think it's a miracle that things work as well as they do. And look whose face I see now. How about that? The well, prodigal son The has
2: prodigal returned. son is it here an apology, indeed. fellas. By, by the Frito, way. know how
1: are
12: you, man? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Sorry about this. Real life had to interfere.
2: I have to apologize for this. I, I have to apologize. You're making all these excuses on my behalf, Alex Donnelly. This is what happens when an old man runs the board and hits the wrong button. So it's my fault. Just blame me.
12: It's better that way. Good to see you, Frito. Yeah, I'm, 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 you can call me
1: Jillian because that's what it says on my screen. It's we fix that up. right away. Hello, Jillian. Hello,
2: Jillian.
1: <laughs> now, so. Frito, I, I've got to ask you because you were on the hot seat last week for not doing your homework. I End didn't up- do it again.
2: You didn't do it told again? told you. Oh. I'll take my 20 bucks any cash app you want. Told you.
1: Uh,
12: you no, know, I I thought about it it. I, was, I was downstairs. A lot of times I go downstairs in the middle of the night because I can't sleep. And I don't want to wake my wife, so I go down and watch TV and I thought about starting curb and uh, just didn't do it. So
1: uh, no excuses. Now uh, now now so so your your Cubs are what 12 games in, they're in first place. I I just best record you- in
12: baseball. Tied for the best record.
1: Yeah, well, and, and listen, my Marlins are up there as well. Well, what a story well, same they Same winning are. percentage, but you,
12: the Marlins have played percentage. six games. The Cubs have played twice as many. Right. Don't right, give right, me that right. crap. First <laughs> place is face place. All right. The twin, the Twins and the Cubs are ten and two. Okay.
1: Okay. So, so I, I, I picture like a, a day in the Frito household, like you, you watch the Cubs win and then the next day you rewatch the victory a couple times. That's probably why you haven't had a chance to start curb yet. Cause you're, you're recycling <laughs> Cubs victories.
12: I don't, I, you know, I actually do go to the MLB app and watch the highlights again. And sometimes again, you know, it's just to see some, some great highlights, uh, but they're playing great. They're playing great ball. I know they haven't played the, the best teams, but you know, you play what's on the schedule. And, and I figured out last night their their matching number is 46. <laughs> oh, wow. <what? laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I think they're winning another World Series at this rate. Uh, it's solid stuff. I mean, okay, all kidding aside, let's say the Marlins won or any team. Okay, are you going to,
12: in any sport, let's, let's just stick to basketball and baseball. Are those legitimate champions? I mean, everybody's yes. under the same yes. circumstances.
2: yes. Come on, Frito. The answer is yes because they're all. You know why? Because you're a Yankees fan, right? Isn't that your team? Well, is your course team got the best team? In, doesn't your team have the best record in baseball? You should be defending me on this. It is absolutely I, I, real. I agree because everybody's in the
12: same boat. Correct. That said, and I'll make a prediction I made on Twitter: the baseball season will be shut down by the end of this month. Uh, end of this week? Month? Wow. Month? You think? God I don't knows. think it'll see September. I just think it's gonna the the coronavirus is gonna interfere so much i don't think and by the way severe penalties now have been laid down they've been agreed to major league baseball and the players association i mean real i I don't have them right on me right now but they are gonna they're putting the hammer down on the players so they can't go to casinos they can't leave the visiting hotel unless there's a reason um there's there's a lot of restrictions on it anytime they're not on the playing field they have to wear a mask
1: so, so it's almost like a bubble without really having a bubble now. Yeah. Like they're basically they're they're basically creating bubble restrictions to players who are not in the bubble. But now, l- let me answer your question though, because honestly,? Where's your guys going? Um, I'm going to say legitimate. Now, you brought up a good point in that every team is playing under the same conditions. It's not like, you know, some teams are playing sixty games and some teams are playing one hundred and sixty two. Like like the conditions, are equal. And, and that, that certainly goes for the NBA, NHL, MLS, like they're all playing under equal conditions, not to mention, I mean, do you really think that five, six, 10 years from now, when people are going back and looking at lists of world series or NBA championship winners, and you're going to see the teams that won their leagues in 2020, do you think people remember and say, Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Should be an asterisk there. That was the coronavirus year. It shouldn't count. I mean, listen, I can remember people in uh, in 2012, you know, uh, opposing fans who were trying to say that the Miami Heat's title that year should have an asterisk because that was a 66-game season coming out of a lockout. It was a, a lockout-shortened season. And at the end of the day, like, nobody cares or remembers that years later. Like, do you think people are going to look back and say, wait hold on, Cubs won that 2020 World Series, but eh, that one shouldn't really count the same way because that was a coronavirus year. I don't well, know. You know I'm going to say it's legitimate. By the way, I
12: can't see you guys. I don't know what happened, but I'm a... Oh, uh, well, I, I can, can still see you. Oh, I can't see you guys. I see you. Um, uh, I, you know, I forgot about 2012. I forgot about the lockout. And again, the which, percent- which proves my point, exactly. Right, the percentage of the season that was missed is much smaller than, than this true. one. Uh, but no, I don't think about that. I think 2012, I think that was the, the first heat championship, right? Is that really the first one or second one for, uh, 11, 12, 13. Yeah, it was the first one. And, uh, no, I don't, I don't think anything of that. I just think they, they wanted to, the I've forgotten that it was the lockout. I forgot it was yeah. the 2012.
2: Um, may I play uh, devil's season. advocate for a second Frito? Cause I know you're not my age, but you're almost my age, right? I think you're I, a few years I, younger than me. Correct. A few years younger than you.
12: I Dude, think so. Frito. I'm
2: way older than you, <laughs> really? I'm 52. How old are you? 58. Oh my God! No, I didn't know you were that. Like, I think we've had this conversation before. I could have sworn you were my age or a little younger. My bad.
1: You know, it's because he shaved off the beard. He looks so. He looks <laughs> you so youthful.
2: He does look younger, though. I, I, I can't can't figure it out, Frito, You remember 81, the strike-shortened mm-hmm. baseball season, 81, mm-hmm. right? So in the mm-hmm. early part of th- two, three, four, five, eight years removed from that, we did kind of look at it like eh. today. I don't think anybody remembers it was a strike in '81. No, and it's weird. I suppose, okay, Larry, I,
12: let me throw this at you. Suppose the Red Sox and the Mets won. Is it legitimate?
2: Yeah, man, it is. I'm kind of even. I'll be upset about it, but it's legit. I mean, I can say that because the Red Sox and the Mets stink. So I'm, you know, I feel very comfortable that they're not going to win. Diddley squat. But you know what I mean? Like if they're all playing under the same rules and they're doing more or less the same thing, I think what's weird about it. Frank makes fun of me. Is the no fans. I think baseball yeah. is one yeah. of those games that the fans play a role. In, and well, hey,
1: I, I'm a Marlins fan, so this doesn't feel that different for me, well, to be
2: honest. The Marlins have an well, advantage, you know, as evidence. because
12: Marlins man offered. You know, they put these car. Sometimes they put these cardboard cutouts behind home plate, and the Cubs. Uh, you know, every every team has like a, you know like a Craigman Reen here with the Marlins. You know, a guy that goes around in the stands and tells stories during the game. And the Cubs have one of those. A lady, I can't. I think her name was Taylor. And she didn't confirm this, but she heard that <clears throat> Marlins man offered a $1,000 to every team to have his cardboard cutout put behind home plate. And they showed <laughs> it last night at Royal Stadium, and it was Marlins man, but they covered him up pretty much his whole face and certainly his whole body with a Royals jersey. Oh, wow. So well, uh, but you, sometimes you see crowd noise pumped in. Sometimes you see virtual
1: fans uh, there, and the other times you see cardboard cutouts. I guess. Well, so hold on. free. I, I got to get more info on this Marlins man story. So you're telling me he gave them a thousand dollars for his cutout, and then they covered him up in different gear. So then, That's how do what, you tell it's Marlins? So, so he, he should get his money back. Should because get his if, money back because if, because if you cover up the orange jersey, then that could yeah. be anybody. Like it's no longer a Marlins man cutout. You
12: saw a little bit of his face enough to know that it was him, and you saw some <laughs> of the Marlins jersey just a little bit to know it was him. So I don't know if he's asking now, again, we haven't confirmed this story, but he was yeah. there that the cutout was, Um, you know, I, I'm not sure that uh, he's going to get his money back or not, or how much he paid if fifth at all. So that's funny. Gentlemen, no, I somebody... hate to interrupt
2: the show, but when there's something that's sure. sort of breaking or relevant to South Florida, the things that you talk about, I like to bring it up now, again, I'm not a big fan of the verbal commitment, but a verbal commitment has been made. Uh, Leonard Taylor has decided that that's going to be the University of Miami. It just came out oh, right now, and I wanted you to know that so you could break it.
1: I'll I had it a feeling mic. that was coming. I mean, the, the, and, and yeah, Leonard Taylor is one that I had a feeling over the last few weeks that his commitment was going to come down to Miami. Manny Diaz is cleaning up, absolutely cleaning up, and you see me representing the U today. I'm wearing my University of Miami hat. The crazy thing about this, Frito, that I – I don't really under, and, and okay, I'm not going to completely put Manny Diaz, the head coach of the Miami hurricanes on a pedestal because the results were not there on the field last year, like a, a six and seven season, tremendously disappointing campaign. So I, I, am not going to come out and say he's the next Jimmy Johnson or anything like that, at least not yet. Right. I'm still holding up my hopes on that. But if you just focus on what he's doing in recruiting, remarkable, mm-hmm. nothing short of remarkable. I mean, Frito, I, Maybe you can explain this to me because I can't explain it for myself. Like, how do you come out of a six and seven season and start landing five-star and four-star commits left and right for the class of 2021? Like, I I mean, if, if this were the SEC, I would say you're dropping bags of money on their front porch. But I know Miami's not doing that. Believe me, Miami is not doing that. They cannot afford to do that. Like I, I, how are they suddenly like recreating 1987 recruiting conditions in 2020 off the of six and seven season? I don't know how they're doing this.
12: You know, it's a great question. And I'm not sure I have an answer that what I, if I was still, you know, uh, reporting on teams, I'd like to go to these press conferences and ask the, the players themselves, look, this is a six and seven team you're coming to, or, you know, at least in, in in the past season, they were six and seven, what you're being recruited by tons of schools, what tip the scales, in Miami's favor what was the deciding factor or factors because it's it's, it's a good question and it, is it Manny Diaz just being a great salesperson I, I don't know but it's, it I'd love to ask the players and obviously individually and see if, the, if there was something common in those answers
1: because like I, I can remember years and years ago this was when, uh, when Al Golden was, was really struggling at Miami, Luther Campbell always used to, uh, you know, who's he, Uncle Luke, you know, he's uh, at least he used to be a huge Miami supporter. Maybe he'll be back on the bandwagon now, but he always used to complain on Twitter about the state uh, of the University of Miami and talk about how this is a turnkey operation that any coach should be able to come here and just recruit the hell out of it. I mean, w- with that being the case, I don't know how like Larry Coker started to struggle with that in the later years. You know, Randy Shannon landed all those recruits from Northwestern, but most of those guys didn't pan out, unfortunately. Then struggled in recruiting after that. Al Golden really struggled in recruiting. Mark Richt was all right, but not that great. So I, I don't know. May, may, maybe Luther Campbell was right that it's a turnkey operation. You just need the right person turning that key. I, I don't know. But yeah. we'll, we'll wrap. We'll, we'll wrap up the Dono and Frito show. I, I want to. Frito brought something up. I think an interesting question about the legitimacy of these championships. I want to make a couple comparisons from these leagues if we can. Uh, we'll wrap up the Dono and Frito show next here on Sirius XM Slam
4: Radio.
3: Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio.
4: Slam Radio, Sirius XM Channel 145.
5: There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station.
3: Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch your soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m.
6: You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
0: We'll be back with the Donovan Frito Show on SiriusXM XM 145 Slam Radio.
8: Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on SiriusXM XM 145, Slam Radio.
11: There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, que rico. You know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part.
0: On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality.
11: Yo, this is K-9, and you're listening to Slam Radio, Series 6M 145.
0: And now we're back with the Donovan Frito Show on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio.
1: Back here on the Donovan Frito Show, Sirius XM Slam Radio. Now I, I know uh, Frito saw my tweet from this morning, and and maybe some of you did. That my God, my my two and a half year old, what a morning he gave me! Now I, I knew he was getting started off on the wrong foot, Frito, because he he usually sleeps in until sleep in quote unquote, but usually sleeps till like close to seven a.m. He woke up at like five forty-five this morning, so he's been tired, he's been cranky. I'm not going to go into the details, but you know my my wife sleeps during the day. And so I watch cause she, she works an overnight shift. She's a vampire literally. So I, so I, I watch him all throughout the day and oh my God, Frito, it was one screaming fit after the next, like he handful. So I, I got the full terrible twos treatment this morning and he, he's a mood. He's a very happy kid, but he can be very moody kid. Now you have told me before now you've got twins. So God bless you. But you've told me before that with your daughters, you never really had terrible twos. Uh, but you know, when I tweeted this morning about getting a full terrible twos morning from my son, a lot of the responses that I got from parents were things like, oh, if you think the terrible twos are bad, just wait till you get to three or other people wait till you get to five. Somebody just tweeted me, wait till you get to 16, which I know you're not quite there yet at 16. But so you've told me you didn't have terrible twos, but was there any age where, where your twins were were somewhat difficult or are they just angels? they're angels but we didn't get the
12: terrible twos we got lucky the only problem we had was and they're 13 now between the ages of one and three one or both of them woke up every night we never i mean for two straight years we never had a complete night's sleep without one of us having to go in the in the bedroom um but you know i mean they're changing a little bit now they're still very very good kids they're a little bit moodier than before but nothing (laughs) bad by any means it's just normal They're, they're they're in adolescence they're in the throes of adolescence and so I completely understand that. I was probably much worse than than what they are right now. But uh, you know, they're they're changing right now. They're you know, 13, they're they're growing up physically, they're they're more much more mature, they're growing up mentally. Uh, in every possible way they're changing. And um, and I'm glad to see it. I just think in five years it's gonna be an empty nest syndrome here. Um, but uh no, we've we've been pretty lucky. We've been really, really very lucky. Maybe girls I think girls mature faster, but we avoided the terrible twos on
1: both counts. Oh, good for you. <laughs> I mean, and, and you you mentioned empty nest. So do you think that's going to be like a hard adjustment for you? Because Frito, th- th- there are some days like this morning where I start to count down the minutes until my kid is off to college, right? So I don't know. <laughs> so is that something you think is going to be tough to deal with? It's going to be hard. I
12: mean, it's just, there's such an integral part of our life right now. And all of a sudden, it'll be just us two. I hope my wife
1: tolerates me when they're gone. So. <laughs> oh, actually, you know what? That's a good point because I, I think uh, I, th- I think once my kids out of the house, ooh, my issues are going to get micromanaged by the wife yeah. once again. But yeah, I want to go back to to something you brought up, and and this was more in the terms of baseball with whether or not you're going to consider the champion a legitimate champion. Now, I know that even if you look at the NBA, they're in a bubble, and mm-hmm. the NHL in a bubble, so these are not you know regular situations. But with the NBA and the NHL playing a far greater percentage of their seasons cuz cuz they were already i mean the NHL gotcha. they were like 85 90% through their regular season the NBA was like 75 80% done with their regular season by the time it was halted do you think that kind of by that devils advocate argument where you wonder how how legitimate do you, do you consider these champions would you consider assuming baseball can even get through their 60 games plus playoffs for argument's sake let's assume they do okay Mm-hmm. If all these leagues get through their seasons, would you kind of consider the NHL Stanley Cup champions and the NBA champions to be maybe more legitimate than baseball? Because baseball lost way more than half of their season, where the NBA and NHL played 80, 85% of theirs.
12: Yeah, I think, well, I'm yeah, probably consider a little more, but I, yeah, I say that now in 2020 or 2021. Yeah, I'll. I'll Maybe I'll consider it more, but again, let's say what, what what Larry said a few minutes ago, a decade from now, 2030, are you really going to think basketball and hockey played more, a greater percentage of their season than baseball, so their champions were more legitimate, or everybody got affected by the coronavirus, all seasons did, some more extensive than others, and you're either, I think people will either say, yes, all of them are legitimate champions, or no, none of them are.
1: Something that I brought up earlier, uh, I'll bring it up to you and, and get your take on it, that, okay, so right now, now now, hockey is in their playoffs, but with the NBA, they're playing seeding games. Baseball's playing their short and regular season. If we think it's weird not having fans right now, can you imagine, Frito, once we're like deep in the NBA playoffs, right? And you've got one of these teams that has supposed home court advantage. Can you think about once you get to a game seven, and the higher seed is thinking wow think about the advantage we do not have in this bubble cuz normally like yep. cuz i was talking earlier like what an amazing success it would be if the Miami Heat could could find themselves in an Eastern Conference finals with the Milwaukee Bucks and they can force it to 6 or 7 games that wow. even if they don't win the series i would consider that a, a tremendously mm-hmm. successful season to stretch Milwaukee to 7 but can you imagine getting to that 7th game and the bucks are thinking wow this would have been a home game for us. We would have we would have normally had you know twenty thousand lunatic fans, half of them drunk you know, off beers. They're chugging, you know, making this such a nightmare for the Heat. And instead, we've got an empty, quiet arena.
12: It's it's going to be very tough and very weird. And you know, I even think of the visiting teams. You know, or like let's say the Heat were at Milwaukee, game seven, they'd fill up the AAA here in Miami and have a watch party there. Right. Uh, uh, but if, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a disadvantage. Um, let's or put it this way it won't be an advantage to the home team right let me put it this way how is it going to be let's say football makes it through its season and a college m pro and i don't think that's going to happen um but let's say they did what are they going to do with the super bowl so let's be in tampa this year are they Mm -hmm. going to just have a smattering of fans i mean you could put a few thousand people in raymond james stadium if that's what it's still called um you know in social distance but then you know you've got to be careful what if people are standing in line what if they're trying to go to concessions do you want concessionaires there i don't know what they're going to do for a super bowl um and how they're going to college football same thing college football a uh, championship and this is just it's it just it, it seems to get more bizarre as we contemplate more circumstances as time passes on it's just it's so weird i mean think about when. You know, when, when you and I did our final show and all the leagues shut down then, I don't know if we thought they'd come back. They've, they've tried to come back and some more successful. Yeah. The non-bubble teams are having are struggling right now, our leagues, but these championships games, you're right, I mean, with nobody in the stands. I don't see how you could put anybody in a stand, even a smattering of, say, well, when basketball's in a bubble, you can't do it. You just can't. Right, right, right. You can't. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's just... It, it's just weird. You want crowd noise pumped in?
1: I, I actually kind of like it. Um, it, 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 it If you don't, if you just kind of zone out, you feel like you're watching a regular game. Although I will say something because uh, yesterday my, my, my terrible two kid was in uh was in a mood where he actually wanted to watch more sports. Cause we watch soccer together. Sometimes he actually likes watching it. And, and after there was a live soccer game, you know, empty stadium, the game ended. He's telling me more soccer, more soccer. So, I go into my DVR and I find like a six or seven month old game and I put it on just so, you know, he doesn't pay that close attention to it, but he likes to have it on. And, you know, I, I just saw, wow, like this is really weird. And, and, you know, soccer has some of the craziest fans to begin with, but watching a game from like December with a full (laughs) stadium uh, of lunatic fans, I thought, wow, like I didn't realize how much I missed this because like the fake crowd noise is acceptable but it just, it does not, and nor should it, because you don't want them to go so over the top with the fake noise, but there's really no substitute for having an actual full arena. No, and I, I like the fake noise. I'm in the minority. I, uh, I realize that. Well, it's been a fun one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was a, a brief one for Frito, but listen, uh, we, we Sorry appreciate you hopping on, man. No, no worries. And, uh, you just do me a favor and do your homework for next week and I watch will. some curb. <laughs> so Want to throw a huge thank you to Larry the Amigo and Frank the Tank for doing excellent work back in the studios holding it down and for Brianna as well, always doing great stuff back there. For Frito, I'm Dono. We'll talk to you guys next week, same time, same place, here on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio.
0: The views and opinions expressed on the and Frito Show are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio. Hey, look what I found.
4: A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145.